0: Seems organized around the power of purpose, wrote Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich. That might be a bit of an understatement for that which drives the soul of man. If anyone grew, cornered the market on the power of purpose, it would be America's entrepreneur. Even as lockdowns erased hundreds of thousands of businesses across the country, it will not change the very soul of a people. Productivity, economic growth, innovation, all are driven by this great nation's relentless drive toward creation, creating values, elevating lives. Today's guest hails from just such a story of greatness and relentless determination. Just one more story of genius from America's heartland. It begins with three college kids developing 8,000 feet of office space in West Bend, Wisconsin. Fast forward to today and Continental Properties owns and manages over 16,000 units in 16 states. A developer at heart, the company has also owned and operated office, retail, and hospitality real estate. Dan Minahan, President and COO of Continental Properties, it's great to have you on the show.
1: Thank you, Linda. Pleasure to be here.
0: Continental has, was launched over four decades ago by three college kids. Their first project An 8,000 square foot office building. How'd they pull it off?
1: Now, you're really going back in time, but first let me say thanks for those kind words and all all those accolades. One thing about being from the Midwest and having an origination in a small town like West Bend, Wisconsin, where, where Continental has its roots, is that we like to stay humble. Yeah, so we always get a little nervous and start moving around when we hear those great words spoken. I do appreciate, but just again, um, we value what we've created here, and I'm happy to talk about them on it and what we have see, uh, what our history has brought us and what it means for today.
0: Well, I'm wondering, as compared to today, how hard would it be to pull that off today? Could three college kids do it?
1: I think of it often. Uh, I can't imagine what it takes for an upstart developer in today's world. Uh, There's so many things that make it more difficult today. But I also quickly go to the entrepreneurial spirit you were referring to. Uh, That is so necessary and prevalent in our real estate industry. And say more than any industry for that matter. And the result of that has been a very fragmented industry forever and continues to be. In other words, so much gets done on the development side by brand new entrepreneurs that start companies. So it happens and it continues to happen every day. I think the, the difficulty for sustainability and doing it over four decades like Continental and then to the size that we're doing it now, I many times... Just sit back and, wow, uh, how did this happen? But it would be much more difficult today. And, yes, your story, if I may, uh, I wish I were, had been there and, and four decades ago, but it was Jim Schlamer uh, and two of his high school friends that started the company when they were in college. And Jim continues to be very active in our business. He is our chairman and CEO and uh, principal shareholder. And he's the uh, gentleman who attracted me to Continental 25 years ago, so the years go by in a hurry. But yes, uh, it's a good story to tell. West Bend is a small town north of Milwaukee. We now have offices in Milwaukee; have been here a long time. But the roots of the company are humble and small town, and I'd say more than anything, it reflects in who we are today in a in the culture that we have of that upbringing. and for so many different respects that we can talk about, uh, in this conversation. But yes, we reflect back to our roots all of the time.
0: You're speaking my language being a Midwestern girl myself. I understand exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Continental develops in multiple spaces, office, retail, hospitality, in addition to apartments, you clearly believe in diversification yet within apartments, you've pretty much stayed with low rise suburban properties Dan, what makes this this market so attractive?
1: So many reasons. Uh, Maybe a little more of a history tour, if I may, Linda, to to directly answer that. To the core, Continental was a retail developer over the years. And that's how we really earned our spurs, let's say, and were able to put into place a larger than just Wisconsin or Milwaukee footprint, and grew from being a small local grocer and retail developer to building for the major retailers all over the country leading up to to the Great Recession. We all know things changed mightily uh, in 2008-9, especially in the retail world, and we were very fortunate that we were positioned to to pivot to multifamily where we principally do our work today. So again, it's that background having developed over 14 million square feet of retail big boxes, having done it uh, from a distance with the same model that we have today. And that model is we we do not have regional offices. We have a primary home office in a suburb of Milwaukee. We have 125 professionals here, give or take. And we have 250 Uh, professionals in our properties uh, that are remote. But the the key ingredients to the development side, the pre-development, the construction management and all the support that all is housed here in Milwaukee. And that's what we did by a team structure to do retail. And that is what we do today uh, and how we've grown our multifamily platform using the same structure from, from afar. And as you mentioned, 16 States, we're actually working in 19 states today, and a lot of people hit the airport uh, on Mondays and return on Thursday and Fridays because we're doing all that pre-development and all of that construction management from afar. It's worked well for us. It's a team structure that accomplishes it, and we have teams dedicated to different regions of the country, uh, and they're responsible for sourcing deals and then getting them through entitlement.
0: That's fascinating. Do you think that lack of franchise helps you hold on to your brand?
1: Uh, hard to tell. I would say probably yes. It's worked for us. It's it's a model that is not seen too often. It, the model that works with, through regional offices. Uh, the larger the companies get, the more important that has become. It's one that has been very successful for for many. Of the multifamily developers in this country, uh, but for Continental, so where we have been and where we are today, we like the model of a central location, and 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 it's a lot of, to do with the culture and all being as a tr- team of professionals on the same page in everything we do.
0: Dan, you're in so many other spaces. Why apartments, and and is there really any hope in? getting the housing the nation so badly needs.
1: Linda, I'm glad you're asking this. Uh, We think about it all the time at Continental. You know, just what brings us to work every day? Why do we do this? I would say in these challenging times and especially post COVID, we're gonna have our, our trusted professionals all asking those questions. And you stand back and you look at life and why are we doing things what we are? What's my career? And there has to be more to it than just going to work. So I would say uh, and like to to, to talk about it as often as I can, that what all of us in the multifamily industry do on the development side is to create housing that everyone is looking for at all demographic levels. And we all have different places we're doing it at different stratas, but at the end of the day, we're trying to close this, what we've calculated and you've heard it publicized a lot, uh, over a 5 million shortage in the number of homes out there. So it bodes well for our industry, extremely well. We just have to figure it out, like as I was saying earlier, what we build and where we build it is on us. And yes, we're gonna need governmental assistance at all levels to be able to get it done, and we're gonna need capital resources, but the mixing of, of a success is there. It, we just have to keep working hard at it to accomplish it.
0: Let builders do what builders do.
1: Yes, and along the way, you can be very, make a lot of money doing it as well. So that, it, you don't, you do it with lots of different reasons and that's the motivation right. uh, that keeps us going. And why at the end?
0: We are entrepreneurs.
1: And at the end of the day, you have to be entrepreneurial to take that attitude and continue it. And at the end of the day, that's going to result in success for you.
0: So speaking of the model, Continental has a number of brands. Give us an overview. What are those and and who who do they target?
1: You're going to get me to talk about our brands and I love to, and, but there's always a lead up to how we got to where that is. And our branding is primarily in multifamily, a Springs product. And by Springs, every apartment building we've built since 2001 has been a Springs and we've built over a hundred of them or close to a hundred, just going to hit that milestone very soon. And, that has been branded from day one when we built our first product in, in a community in Bradenton, Florida. Uh, it was the Springs then, and that f- footprint of that building. And it certainly has evolved over the years, but it's still very much the same. To the core, our brand is a low-density product. Very unusual uh, when we started doing it. Garden style was and still remains a three-story, and now expanded even higher, but. We stuck to two story, and we do most of our communities continue to be a two story, low density product. They have a direct access feature with garages, which has been the case from the beginning, and has been a huge part of the brand. Included in the brand is uh, security, and for our for our residents, and that is evidenced by gated communities. Uh, we strive to have all our communities gated and fenced uh, where the communities allow that to happen, which is most of, most of them. And first and foremost, uh, I mentioned it now, it, it's a suburban brand. What we build on a low density, you obviously couldn't do it in urban and urban core. Uh, we've resisted over the decade, last decade to, to move into an urban setting. Uh, we continue to do it in the suburbs. So that is essentially the, the Springs brand. I can talk a lot more ab- about where that is today and how others have been attracted to the, the model, so to speak, in, in the suburbs. But uh, let me cover two other brands we've worked on and, and feeling really uh, optimistic about. Uh, we all know there's a huge shortage of homes in the country. And and affordable or what we call attainable housing has been out in the forefront in discussions by industry leaders for years now. Uh, The industry continues to struggle to develop and deliver attainable product. Uh, We're certainly trying. So we've developed a brand that we call Authentics. And we're really pleased to, to be able to tell the world now we're open and it's meeting great success in the town of Holland, Michigan. It's a product that's intended to get uh, rent down 15% from our Springs product and targeted 100% of AMI for the residents. And so far, so good. We've got quite a few in the pipeline, and that would be a second brand to Springs. And... Thirdly, I will mention that uh, we want it very much to get into the builder rent We think that is, that's garnered so much publicity in just a short time. Uh, more and more players there. We have yet to break ground on one. We have branded it Aventera, and we're very close to breaking ground on one of those communities. So, Linda, that's a quick snapshot of three brands and, again, targeting the suburbs.
0: That's fantastic. How do you think that lays against the administration's policies?
1: The industry has tried mightily uh, on the lobbying front. The, and I have to remain optimistic. I've been out in Washington talking to, to people there. Uh, Jim Schleimer here has been very active through NMHC and to be able to, and I know NAHB is very active too. Uh, So we have to maintain optimism. They share the goal, but the impediments that we face and all face in being able to deliver on this housing shortage crisis is is difficult uh, by a long stretch. So I'd like to get into some of those difficulties and impediments later. But uh, your question is, Yeah, we have to keep talking to our elected officials and hope that Programs and policies will lead to all of us being able to develop that that attainable product and continue to develop where the people want to live.
0: It only works through a private government partnership. That's yes, absolutely. Well, going up a little higher, um, what do you feel is the secret to success at Continental, Dan?
1: The ingredients are can be listed on a real long list. Three come to mind, Linda. I, I listed uh, just what it takes to be successful and, again, looking to the future and what uh, it would mean for Continental to continue to enjoy success. I would start with recruitment and retention of top talent. And that feel we've done a very good job. As I mentioned, our headcount has increased mightily the past few years. It takes more and more people to to do more and more projects. But today, that's the number one ingredient for success. I just uh, can't emphasize that more. Uh, And we could spend a lot of time and companies do talking about it. Uh, There's. So much you have to do when it comes to the people, and we all know it takes a a lot of effort even more today, post-COVID, with all the new issues that confront the workforce. I would say, uh, number two, going forward here, and and what we historically have worked very hard on, and that is finding the sweet spot uh, for what the customer wants. So after our people, it's our customers. We better know what they want and where they want to live. And that's the regard we've really focused our efforts now in a recent hire at a high executive level, a person from the indus- outside the industry that has joined us and spends his working time on figuring out the customer experience. So we're doing a lot more on a market research side. We're doing a lot more in, in all of what you do to assess our customers, which includes talking to those customers and our current residence base, but then others to make sure what we think they want is indeed what they want. So that gets uh, pretty basic. You, you better know what markets to be in So market selection is a huge part of that, uh, that customer experience. And then back to the brands, what we build, not only where we build it, but you better build the right product. It's not like the baseball diamond that you build it, they're going to come. It's it's, you better know this is what they want or you're going to lose out. Lastly, I would say... um, Six ingredients to success in the past and future are sticking to what you're good at, and don't overreach. The challenges that all of us face in the industry today—it's so easy to, as we were talking about earlier, getting out ahead of our skis. But I call it: uh, don't overreach. What do I think of when I say that? Uh, The overreaching can happen so easily uh, for how much you invest in your talent. You better have the right number of professionals. So you come up with a strategic plan, and then you come up with how many talented people you need to do that. So don't try to do too much for what you have but also don't have too many professionals for what you think you can accomplish. So don't overreach there more. And this is something just clear to all of us every day. When we sit down and look at pro formas, it's so easy to pull a lever. You can't, there are so many assumptions that all you do is pull a lever on that assumption and that pro forma will work. We're very careful to stick to our assumptions and not vary too much. I love it. We can, if we have time, we can talk a lot more of what those assumptions might be and how other peoples are doing it. Um, I'd say at industry gatherings and when I work with fellow executives and sit down and talk, the discussion very quickly goes to how do you underwrite your deals. Those are my three top key ingredients for success.
0: I think we're going to need another show, Dan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We can arrange that.
0: Okay. So it sounds to me like the future is bright, right?
1: Future is bright and laden with a lot of challenges in front of us. But yes, I'd say the future is bright.
0: There's been a lot of movement in today's culture. And it's good to hear that Continental is holding closely to the values that attract good talent. Great work, Dan, and I appreciate you coming on the show.
1: It's been my pleasure, and I'll take you up if we get a chance. We can talk some more at a later date.
0: I think we need to. Thank Thank you. you. It's said that many things have changed forever in the last year. There's probably some truth in that. What remains hard and fast are those things that move a man's soul, like the power of purpose, the drive to create, and the divine power of human ingenuity. Companies like Continental remind us that the best ingenuity hails from both genius, but also humanity. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our show. See you on our next exciting episode of NAHB Power Hitters.